What is up, you wonderful, beautiful people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it will be September 7th. Wisdom and Facebook, you are getting it in real time today. We are going to be talking about, does God speak? Does God speak to his people? How do you know if God's speaking to you? This is so important. This is a conversation I have had just over the weekend. And uh, I really, really want to share it with you guys because this was sort of troubling to me, um, honestly. So let's go ahead and pray really quick. And then um, I'm just going to kind of share some things with you guys really quick. So let's pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, I just thank you that your spirit is in us. I pray that you would please, Lord, help the individuals who call upon your name be able to discern your thoughts, your emotions, and your will within them, God. Help them to know when you are communicating with them. I pray you'd make this clear as day. Lord, if the church cannot hear your voice, your sheep hear your voice, Lord, we will be to the slaughter. And uh, we will be weak, God. And I, I just pray for for each person in the church to know the authority you've given to them, to know your spirit within them, to know your words, and uh, that they would be emboldened, God, to live out the things that you've convinced them of. So Lord, I just pray you God direct this conversation and uh, I would just pray all these things in Jesus name. All right, you guys. So basically over the weekend, I had a conversation with somebody who is a leader of a church and he had asked me and my husband to not come back to his church because of our beliefs. Now, some of those beliefs, number one was the word revelation. I talk about God giving me a revelation. And what I mean by that is if I read God's word and I get like an aha moment or a a sudden realization of understanding, then I call that revelation. I've looked the word up in the dictionary. It literally means insight to see into the revealing, right? And you know, he is, he went to Bible college. So he knows like all the technical, what Greek words mean and all this kind of stuff. I don't know anything about that. I mean, I think it would be interesting to, uh, maybe get more context on things, but, um, you know, I just look words up in the English dictionary and I roll with it. Okay. So I use the word revelation as just being able to see into something, but the way he translated it in his mind, he only sees revelation as apocalypse kind of stuff, like the book of revelation, right? So number one, we already had a disconnect on what I meant and what he thought I meant. And sadly, he was not willing to adjust his um, thoughts on what I was telling him, right? He wasn't willing to change his perspective, even with the knowledge I gave him of what I meant. It still wasn't clicking for him. And then the other thing was he thought it was very troubling that I was saying that God was speaking to me because he believes the only time God speaks is through the Bible, right? The word of God. And, you know, I believe that's the starting point, God's word. But I also believe that he's given us his Holy Spirit. And we have to be able to discern God inside of us when we don't always understand what his word says. And I I brought that up to him too. I said, you know, have you ever read the word of God and not know what it meant? And how did you navigate that? You know, if you read the word of God and you didn't know what it meant, 
but then all of a sudden you did have understanding. Where did you get the understanding from? Was it your own kind of intellectual knowledge? Did, was it the spirit of God being in you and giving you that insight? Do you know what the spirit of God is? Do you even know what a spirit is? You guys, this is stuff I didn't know. You know, I've been, you know, on a very deep healing journey and seeking the Lord, you know, really intensely, especially the last seven years after the fallout with my old fellowship, a church I was in for almost 10 years. Okay. And I'll tell you guys that story again one day, but after we walked away from that situation, I had to go through a complete overhaul as a person. And I had to start asking some questions to help me understand how the heck did I even get to where I'm at today? You know, how does a person go from living their life, right? Apart from God to now they're following God and they're making decisions based upon what they believe God is wanting them to do, or they're reading the Bible and they're interpreting it and they're making decisions, you know, no one ever explained that to me as a Christian, you know, no one really discussed that dynamic as far as, okay, you know, what is it, what is it like? What is it? What are the, how can you say this? How do you know, you know, when the spirit of God's leading you to make a decision? You know, I, I hear it's funny because I heard that same person talk about how they made, they moved and that was God's own plan for them. Well, how the heck did they even know God wanted them to move, right? If God doesn't speak to us, if he doesn't reveal himself to us, how do we know when we're supposed to be like when we're doing what we're doing? Because when we are just doing our own thing, and let's just say you have not been influenced by the spirit of God, your life might look completely different versus you come to know him, you get healing. Your whole life could completely change. Your desires can change your whole trajectory of your life. And I'm definitely a testimony of that, you guys. I never thought that I would pack up and move 2,200 miles away from my home state, you know, like I did. Well, like I said, when you've been healed and changed and you're being directed by the Lord in that way, you never know what you're going to do. Anyway, the point is, is people who say stuff like that, do they know how they came to those conclusions? So anyway, that's my question for you guys out there. If you are a Christian and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you believe you have the Holy Spirit. Do you believe he talks to you? Do you, you know, do you believe that you have thoughts of God running through your mind? You know, it's interesting that Jesus even said, take every thought captive. Well, how do you know which thoughts to take captive? Right? How do you know which thoughts are of you? Which thoughts are of the enemy? Which thoughts are of God? But in his mind, God doesn't speak that way. He only speaks through the Bible. You know, which, like I said, it doesn't make any sense, especially since the same person said that God had moved him to another state. How did you know God was talking to you? Uh, have we externalized Christianity so much to where people just look outside themselves and they look, look for billboards? Like, do they look for things outside of them? Are they not confident enough within themselves to know when God is speaking to them? You know, Jesus already said that we would have his peace, right? Do you guys ever think about the consequences or how could you say it? The results of certain thinking and then the emotional toll that it takes on you. Is peace not a, a state of being when you're at peace, right? Free from discontent and worry. And why is that? 
because the, what, how you're thinking about things allows us to. And that's the beauty, right? And I, I'm kind of going off here, but the Lord already says he will give us peace that surpasses knowledge. Have you guys ever thought, had certain knowledge in your head about a certain thing and thinking about it a certain way and you start experiencing anxiety, stress, burden? But then we're told to pray. Now, So now we're telling Christians to pray to God, but how? What, what good is praying to God if you don't anticipate or expect him to speak back? It says that God hears us, but on the download side of it, if God hears you, how does one know how to operate as a result of that, right? If God speaks, if, if God hears us, how does that person um, respond to that? You know, sometimes, like I said, people read the word of God and they don't even know what it means. Did you guys know the Pharisees had the word of God and they did not think Jesus Christ was the savior? Do you know you can have the word of God and have the wrong conclusions of it? What about that? What if your conclusions and your beliefs about the Bible are not what God intended for you to believe? Did Jesus not want his people to be saved by the knowledge of Jesus Christ, right? But a lot of the Jews and the Pharisees, they denied it, right? Their own understanding kept them. So it's like, how does one get out of their own understanding then? So they can grow and mature into what, how God wants them to see that scripture. Because I don't know how many times I've read it and I'm like, I don't know what this means. You know, and I've had to pray and ask God, well, if I do know what it means all of a sudden, what does that mean? Right? How did one become enlightened to understand the scriptures that they did not understand before? Right? Is that, is it because, you know, well, where's that from? I thought it was the Holy Spirit in us, right? If it's not the Holy Spirit in us, which is the thoughts, the emotions, and the will of God, then what is it? Your own understanding? right? If you had that understanding to begin with, you wouldn't be confused. So how much do you really know at that point? You don't know enough to be able to interpret it or just, or do something with the information. You obviously are missing something. There's a gap in your knowledge, you know, a gap in your understanding. And that's, like I said, that's the beauty of it. So again, do you guys believe God speaks to you? If you're a Christian, I'm not talking to people who don't know the Lord. And even if you don't know the Lord, you know, I'll tell you what I did. I just asked the Lord to come into my life. I found out what his function was, that he would forgive, that he would save. And then I was like, you know what? If I die today, Lord, I don't even know where I'm going. You know, and I was 19 years old. I got baptized when I was 10. I wanted to follow God ever since I was like five years old, you know, but I didn't have a lot of adults around me that were pursuing God in the way that I wanted to know him. And so I was sort of at their mercy, right? If they went to church or if they read the Bible, my mom didn't really read the Bible. She knew a little bit about it. She had certain things memorized from when she was a kid. Uh, she actually went to like a Catholic school, I guess. And uh, I'm writing another book right now, you guys. And I got some stories I share in there about my mom's experience with going to a Catholic school. Oh my gosh, you guys. Anyway, so she had some things memorized and, um, you know, she, but she, I never saw my mom like reading the Bible every day. Uh, my mom did pray a little bit, but Let's just say um, I didn't see a lot of evidence in her life that, that she had any peace because her life was so chaotic. 
and knowing what I know now, right? Reading the Bible, been reading it every day for the last 15 years, you know, and I'm not trying to flex on anybody. It's just that the same person that I was speaking to over the weekend, they were coming at me like, you know, you don't have any experience. You don't know your Bible. And I'm like, I read the Bible every day, man. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? So anyway, um, after reading it, I started to realize that there should be certain results in our life. If we know Jesus Christ, like if you're a Christian, there should be certain fruits that we possess that are evidence that we do have a relationship with him. He already said that we know a tree by its fruit, you know, by what's produced in our life. Jesus said wisdom is known by its children. What is produced in the result of somebody's life? That's important. You know, God, God's going to produce the fruit of his spirit, which is what's his spirit. If you have the thoughts, the emotions and the will of God within you, there's going to be certain states of being that are going to be produced in you. And that is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Okay. Those are all states of being within a person. Those are all kind of things that we can rely on within ourselves. Um, love, joy, peace, patience. Who doesn't need that? Right. We, we can just be those people and, uh, and peace. How many people these days have peace? I don't see a lot of it. You guys, not these days, not at all. I see a lot of people who say they know the Lord, but they're living like the results of them. They say they know him, but they worry and they stress like everybody else in the world does, especially with what's happening right now, you know, with the, 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 you know, news of possible food shortages and everything else you can think of underneath the sun. Those same people who say they know God are just as anxious and stressed as someone who doesn't know him. And you guys, people like that stress me out. You know, I have to eventually speak up and say, you know what? I get where you're coming from, but I can't operate like that as a person. You know, I lived my whole life stressed like that. And when I saw that Jesus said, I don't have to worry about my life. I'm literally staking my life on that. You guys like, seriously, when you've lived your whole life worried about your life, you know, as a kid stressed all the time, anxiety through the roof, stress and burden. And you, you realize that you have a get out of jail free card that you can use now. Oh, you're dang right. I'm taking it. I'm not, I'm not on board with all of that anxiety and stress. I can't, I can't deal with it, you know? And anyway, so I just am asking the Christian community out there. Do you believe God speaks to you? And if you do, how do you know? Now I can understand from his perspective, you know, if he, you know, cause he's a leader of a church, you know, cause he asked the question, you know, how do you know? How do you know it's God speaking, right? And this is, and that's a good question to ask. And unfortunately he didn't let me answer it, but I will tell you what my answer would be now. If you want to know if God is speaking, number one, you have to at least have some knowledge of the Bible. Okay. And, and get to know how God thinks about things. And then you can go from there. So for example, the, I'll tell you the, the biggest context of this particular situation. So this leader has a church that is not doing well. It's been in the community for 30 years and it's not growing. And there's other members in that church who have perceived that this church is dying. Okay. So I was asked by one of the members of that church to go down there and help sort of bring new life and perspective into this place. Okay. Now, um, I had not been able to have a conversation 
with this pastor and let him know why I was down there. And then this woman who asked me to come down and help, she hadn't done her role as far as talking to the body of Christ about the things that she was seeing and concerned about, okay? So there's a couple missing pieces here in this equation as far as that goes. And uh, so you guys, my one of my kids has got like one of those recorders and I can hear it blowing right now. And it's just like blowing all the thoughts out of my mind right now as I'm talking to you guys. But uh, anyway, so my heart of going down there was to help this church um, really be revived on an individual level. Um, I told him I did not think that his, um, his people in his church, no, mind you, they're all 60 and above. So this is an older congregation, okay? And so, and, and, you're, and it's funny, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 37 and as a younger person, I guess my expectation of going into any church is that the people there are seasoned and they're confident and they can help the younger generation grow in their relationship. But I was, I'm not seeing that down there. I'm not seeing the full maturity. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people who are struggling, who um, are not confident, who are immature. And I was like, you know, I, I would love to at least go down there and pour into the people, get to know them, share with them some of the things I've learned over the years and just see what happens. And so anyway, and my friend who asked me to go down there, you know, she was telling me that she believes that the Lord wanted her to have this conversation. Again, if God doesn't speak to us. How the heck did she know that God wants her to do that? Right? I mean, these are important questions, but anyway, I back to the point, how do you know if God's speaking? I know God's heart for the church, okay? God's heart wants the church to be a body of people who are connected to each other, right? In unity, unity is not conformity. Unity is going towards one purpose, right? The purpose is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. What's the gospel of Christ? God's come to save you from your sins. He's come to give you salvation. What is salvation? Any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. So our heart in that church should be communicating to the people outside that God wants to deliver us, okay? He wants to become our father. He wants us to become underneath of him, being governed by him, by his spirit, right? Uh, God wants to subdue us. Do you guys know what subdue means? It means to be influenced. Did you know God wants to influence you? But how the heck would you know God wants to influence you if you don't think he speaks to you, right? You, You throw all of this out the window with that thinking. And so, you know, Anyway, I know God's heart for the church. He wants people to number one, if you're a body part, let's just look at this practically. If you're a body, the heart knows its job. It's confident. What's its job? To pump what? It's to pump, but to pump what? The blood. Have you, what happens if the heart refused to pump the blood, right? Because it was like, no, you know, it's like arguing with the body. Your body would would be dead, okay? So the value that we're supposed to give as individuals, right, is important. And then what people give to us is important in the church, right? So it's like we all have a place and we all receive from each other. I operate my function and then I benefit from you giving out your function to me, right? What's our function? It's very simple. Sharing the the grace of Jesus Christ. What's God's grace? How has God pulled your life out of the shame hole? You know, how has he brought you from this place, dying in your sins, 
to now being a child of God, you know, growing and prospering. Jesus said he's come to give us life. We have it abundantly, right? You coming underneath the knowledge of him. That is what's supposed to be happening. You're no longer living underneath the knowledge of yourself or the knowledge of the world and how, whatever. You're living un underneath the knowledge of God and you're seeking to, Lord, help me to take your knowledge and put it into my life so people could see you reflected, right? They're not gonna see you reflected. The goal is for God to be glorified. What's glory? Exalted reputation. Did you know God wants to show his reputation to the world through you, all right? But you've got to, you've got to, you know, do some things on your part. Number one, acknowledge what you need from Jesus Christ. Again, his forgiveness, his love, his mercy, accept that, right? Learn to live on the love that surpasses knowledge. Learn to rely on the love God has for you. <laughs> you guys, these aren't, if we were to just take this at face value, you know, and it's just the word from here, because that's what it says in the Bible. Okay. The Bible does say, you know, rely on the love God has for you. Well, how does one do that? What if you don't know how to do that? Right. And it's amazing because here's the other thing that I thought was interesting. When Jesus was here with his disciples, they had the word of God, right? They had like the, the Torah or the, or the, the, whatever the Pharisees used, like that was the law of God. That was the word of God. Okay. But not everybody was coming to the same conclusions, obviously. The Pharisees denied Jesus Christ. The disciples accepted. They saw him for who he was through the scriptures. When they would read, read, they were like, oh, wait a minute. This is all pointing to this guy, right? When the Pharisees would read it, they would be like, no, he's not the one. So obviously there's already a great divide right there anyway. But uh, anyway, you guys, um, the disciples went through a process of understanding who Jesus Christ was. Did you know he expounded on things? You know, he would give them understanding. He would talk about stuff. He would talk about the word of God with them. And it's like, Jesus said he's come to give us a spirit that we would do even greater things than he did. How does one know that they're doing greater things than him? Right? I mean, come on, you guys, this is, this is logical stuff from that kind of standpoint. You have to be able to think about, all right? And so he, he wants to, like I said, reveal himself. And that's what he did with the disciples. He would talk to them. He would give them understanding. He would expound. And that's right. If he's given us his spirit, he's going to do that same thing for us today. Why would it be any different? You know, it says in the last days, he's going to pour a spirit out on men and women. What the heck does that even mean? What does it mean for God to pour his spirit out on people? I don't think he would know if I asked him the question. He wouldn't. And that's okay. I'm, I'm going to pray for him. I'm just saying, you know, to have that sort of kind of be up against it like that. It's like, you know, how have you been led by the spirit of God in your life? Can you even decipher that? And I, that's really what brought me, you know, to talk about all this too. Or, you know, having that conversation made me think about me asking that question. How have I come to where I'm at in my relationship with God? What, this, what, what was going on that's led me to make decisions that said, yeah, God led me here? Can you discern that in your own life? Do you know the process of how you went from not following God to following him? And then you're following him and you're making decisions. How did you make those decisions that you've made all in the name of God leading you? Christians need to know how to dis Christians need to know how to explain that. Right? And for me, you guys, 
I kind of started looking back on my life. I, I remember praying and asking God questions. And then I would have thoughts that would pop into my mind that I've never had before. So I was, but they were like aha moments. They would bring me peace. They were like, oh, they would take a burden off of me. Okay. So that's how I learned to start kind of picking apart, right? Which thoughts do I keep? Which ones do I throw away? Because that is a task we've been given in the Bible. Okay. Take your thoughts captive. How do you know which ones to take captive? Do you even know the thoughts in your mind that wreak havoc on you? Do you know the thoughts in your mind that bring you peace? We're not supposed to be meditating on every single thought that comes into our mind because not every thought that comes into our mind is true, right? You know that. Why, why is that? Because sometimes you guys, we're operating out of complete ignorance or what we think. Have you ever had a conflict with somebody, decided to ask a certain question, they give you information you didn't have and all of a sudden now you're thinking totally differently of that person. Maybe one minute you're super frustrated with them because in, in your mind, you're right. But then, you know, maybe you want to humble yourself and be like, you know what, let me try to understand what they're trying to say. Then they give you information you didn't have. And now you're like, oh, whoa, I'm so sorry. I thought this exactly. Sometimes what we think is not right. We don't know everything unless we ask questions. And that's true. You can know every scripture in the Bible and that's important, but if you don't understand what God means, now what? The Pharisees knew every single word of God. However, they did not know what he meant. How do I know? They denied Jesus Christ when he said, I've come to save the world. Was that, I mean, how could they not see the heart of God in the scriptures, right? What, is, what does Jesus say? Um, What's that scripture? You search the scriptures because in them you think you have life, right? Some people think they have life just because they know the scriptures. But he goes, you do not have the love of God in your hearts, right? You know, isn't that amazing how you can know something? But if you don't have the love in the heart of the person that said it, then you're completely off base, right? So anyway, you guys, I just want to share that with you today. Um, I believe God speaks to people. 100% and I stand by that and that's just how I roll um, I I know from the evidence of my own life and talking to other people now obviously I did not realize that there are people out there who actually do not believe that God speaks to his people and I, I thought that was very troubling because then I thought how do you disciple people in God then how when they pray about something how do they know what decisions to make because it's not always cut and dry in the Bible not every single problem you're going to go through necessarily is in there. Does that make sense? You're going to have trials, but you know, there's so many things that people go through and you know, God deals with everybody on a unique level, I believe, you know, and you know, there's certain contexts of things that were happening, you know, and, uh, anyway, you guys, so that is all I have for you guys today. I just wanted to bring that up. You know, if you don't believe God speaks to you, then we probably will disagree. And, uh, you know, there's really no point in you following me at that point, right? I say this and I'll say it again. I never want anybody to be surprised. You know, like, oh my gosh, she said that. You know, I didn't know that. Well, now, you're, now you know, right? You know, it's, it's amazing how, you know, people... Um, 
people who are on social media these days are not always super transparent about, you know, what their intentions are and who they are and what they do and, and all of that. And, uh, so then if they do say something, people can be so shocked, you know, oh my God. It's like, anyway, you guys, I'm getting off track here, but, uh, yeah, I believe God speaks to people and, um, you know, I think that we as the church need to get more comfortable with, um, you know, helping people understand that dynamic. So that's why I'm really excited about the devotional to come out. You guys, I do talk about that in there. Um, this thing is loaded. I got to finish reading it. My, I'm going to have it submitted next week for the final edits. So that's going to be awesome. I still need donations. You guys, if anybody can help out out there, um, I still need about 2,400 bucks to pay off the contract, you know, cause they took all the time to read it and edit it. You know, this is, uh, trilogy Christian publishing. They are the publishing company for TBN. TBN has been on your guys' cable providers for I don't even know how many years. So long to the point where they have, you know, 1.6 million people per day that, you know, get on their channel and uh, watch their content, you know. And so um, I got to pay them, though, for that. And so if you guys can help out with that. And then the commercial itself, I want to get a commercial on TBN. It's 10,000 bucks. Um, if you guys can help out with that, I'd really appreciate it, you know. Um, I've been at the complete mercy of other people's generosity towards me in this. Um, you know, people that don't even know me have donated and got me to a place where I could get the book sent off and they're working on it and it's fixing to be done really quick. But then I got to get the, the contract paid off and then I want to get the commercial to get it out to those 1.6 million people out in the world who maybe don't know how to navigate their relationship with God. Right? So anyway, you guys, I'm going to pop off here. You guys have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you for your time. And I will talk to you guys next time.